Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. What up, guys? Today, I am answering questions from you on how the hell you stay calm, calm, and collective when someone has triggered you and all you want to do is lose your sh**. How the hell do you respond instead of react when triggered? Let's get after it. I have the best intentions of controlling my emotions and not losing my sh**. But when confronted with a situation that challenges that, I completely forget about my intentions to stay calm and in control. How do I teach myself to remember to keep composure in the moment? All right, I love this because I'm exactly like that. I am literally a hothead. I don't take pride over it, but I am. So I've just acknowledged that I'm a hothead. Knowing that, now I have to come up with ideas and strategies and techniques so that I don't end up like you, becoming extremely emotional in those situations. So I know exactly how you're feeling. Okay, so here's step number one. Remember the time that you last lost your I want everyone right now to remember that one time they're so freaking embarrassed about, the one you don't actually want to admit, the one that you pretend that you sweep under the rug that you really hope no one ever sees. I want you to actually bring that one to memory right now. It's going to sting a little, but bear with me, guys, because we're going to do this together. Okay, now that you've got that idea, start replaying back. What are you actually ashamed of? Oh, I know that's going to be hard. And I know the word shame is going to actually maybe trigger some people. That isn't my intention, so I don't want it to trigger you. But I do want you to actually feel the feels, guys. Stop pretending that it was okay. Stop pretending that thing didn't exist. Feel the feels. That's exactly what I did. I would replay a situation and go, oh my God, I'm embarrassed that I acted like that. I'm embarrassed that I said that. I'm so ashamed that I said that and did that. Now, here's the thing. I don't beat myself up over it. I just use the shame to remind myself next time of how it's going to feel if I act like that. So that's super important, guys, is remembering how you felt when that actually happened. Because now I want that to freaking spur you into action. I really mean that. I want it to actually make you act on it. So replaying that situation, what were you embarrassed about? What did you say? that you are so embarrassed that you really hope you never say again. Actually write those words out. Face them, guys. Face them. Don't be freaking embarrassed. Admit where you went wrong. Face the fact that you said things that you were actually embarrassed about and maybe ashamed about. And now you can actually do something about it, which means to me, I like to, I will rewrite the script. I will go back and remember I said X, Y, and Z. All right, Lisa, now hindsight is freaking 2020. So if I know hindsight is 2020, what am I going to say next time? What am I going to look back and say the next time someone says this, I'm going to do this? And now I'm going to give you a perfect example because I think examples actually drive things home. I had a neighbor 15 years ago, before I was actually started Quest, I had a neighbor and he was rather flirtatious. Now, I have no problem with flirting, but... To me, there's a line of sweet flirtation and then just inappropriate flirtation. And he was married, and of course I'm married, and he was just inappropriate. 
over time, I started to almost get offended. Like, this is actually rude. I can't believe he said those things. And I could start to feel my emotions get heightened more and more and more. And I was more annoyed and angry. But like, who the fuck does he think he is? I can't believe, A, he's freaking married, his poor wife, and then B, I'm married and he's still trying to flirt. And I would get really worked up. And then I would just remember, that doesn't help anything. When you meet someone, when you meet anger, with anger, there's nowhere to go but up. So I said to myself, in hindsight, I looked over it. I looked over the situation. I looked over the ways that I was getting all heated. And I reminded myself that now I can change that because now I have a script. I've got the script of what happened and now I'm gonna edit it because I've got the file. So I'm now editing the script. I'm gonna go back and say, what would I have said differently? What would I have done differently? And now use that script for the next time. And guys, I freaking swear to God, that's exactly what I did. I said, okay, there are possibilities. He's going to say, I'm imagining it. That, oh, I, I mean, no, 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 I didn't mean it like that. No, you're being sensitive. Who wants to be called too sensitive? Not me. So I realized and played the strategy of how I could get trapped in my um, emotions, how I could like possibly get triggered and blow up. I started to plan that out. And so I wrote a script on the things that he could never come back to me. So I said to myself, and this is, I swear to God, God, this is actually what I said. This is actually what I did. So I wrote out the lines. The next time he's inappropriate to you, Lisa, who do you want to be? How do you actually want to show up in that situation? And the truth was, I want to absolutely stay composed. That's important to me. I felt the shame before, I've just said. So now I'm like, okay, I don't want to feel like that again. So now I want to be composed. Cool, you want to be composed. Now the next thing, what do you actually want to say? Because you don't, Lisa, you don't want to get caught up in a conversation where it's, no, you're being, you're taking it too seriously. You're being too sensitive. Because I know myself, I know myself, and I know that will trigger me. That will take me from totally cool hand Lisa to freaking the Hulk. Like, I know myself that well. So I go in with a script. I know what he's going to say, or at least I've planned on what he's going to say back. And now I say, who do I want to be? And what are the words I will choose to use so that he cannot come back and trap me? And I don't mean that actually like it's his thing. I will trap myself into the emotional um, eruption that I have now got myself into. And so the, the words I actually wrote down and repeated to him the next time he was inappropriate, because of course, the situation, no matter how much you wish, it isn't gonna happen. I found myself in that situation where I bumped him to him in the street and he was completely inappropriate. And so I said the following lines. I would appreciate it if you do not say those words to me again. I find them inappropriate. Thank you. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. I have been very articulate. I stayed very calm. And even if he comes back to me and says, you're being too sensitive, what were the words I used, guys? The words coming out of your mouth. So even if he thinks I'm too sensitive, I've made it very freaking clear that this moment, those words are not acceptable to me. Now, whether he thinks they're too sensitive or not, that's something he can debate within himself. But I've been very clear, very articulate, very composed, and told him exactly what my expectation is. Now, I've stayed that really calm, but trust me, guys, being calm doesn't always serve you. So what I told myself in this very situation is I have permission to escalate if needed. And the difference between just freaking escalating 
or staying composed and then taking yourself there is I am in control. I am able to talk myself through the escalation process and I've I've been able to actually take myself through the escalation process. I've told myself, come in, cool, composed. But don't get that freaking twisted. You better freaking believe if he was to disrespect it, push my boundary or step over that boundary, you better believe I gave myself permission to start escalating, to not become calm anymore. And that is how you're able to go from wanting to be a certain way and over time practicing, practicing, practicing to then show up, to be calm, but only when you want to be freaking calm. How do we control being too empathetic? When I'm too empathetic, I can be manipulated or mistreated or used by someone else. All right, I'm just gonna freaking say it. Why on earth do you think that being too empathetic is actually what's leading you to be manipulated or mistreated? Like, I actually don't necessarily know if you've actually identified the right issue because I think empathy is tremendously important. I think that that is what makes you you. That is so freaking special, girl. Don't you ever, 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 ever dare dismiss that beautiful part of you. I think being empathetic is makes us what, who we are as human beings. The fact that I'm empathetic is exactly what allows me to overcome all my freaking insecurities to step in front of the camera in the first place. It was the empathy that I had for the other people in the world that was, um, that was suffering from the same things that I did that forced me to overcome my own freaking insecurities, to overcome that bitch in my head that wants to tell me I'm no good. It was the fact that I'm empathetic towards people struggling with health issues or relationship issues that allows me to get past that to stand in front of the camera. So I don't want to actually agree with you in the fact that it's the empathy that's getting you there. Now here's the thing, homie, I'm not gonna let you, I'm not gonna leave you stranded. There also absolutely is an issue that you feel like you're getting manipulated, that you're getting mistreated by other people. So let's actually really acknowledge that. But I do not agree that it's your empathy that does that. I think that is what allows you to go into it, but it is the boundary setting that is now allowing the empathy to spill into maybe self-harm or self-abuse because you're letting other people mistreat you. Those words were not accidental. We choose to let people mistreat us. I want to just caveat that to say, obviously this isn't as easy if you are in an extremely abusive or unhealthy relationship. That actually has to be approached in, very, in a lot of other different ways. But when it comes to people crossing your boundaries, when it comes to you feeling like you are mistreated by your friends or people are taking advantage of you, that is a freaking choice. And here's the amazing thing, now you can do something about it. I'm not saying it's a choice that you freaking beat yourself up over it. I'm saying it's a bloody choice so that you can actually go, oh my God, I can do something. That to me is so freaking empowering, guys. So when I say it's a choice, bear freaking with me. It is to get you to your goal. It is not so that you beat yourself up and stay frozen. So I was actually talking to an Impact Theory University student who starts to tell me about the situation that she's in where she had so much empathy over her dad. Her mum had passed away and her dad would come over every night for dinner. And so she would have dinner with him every night. During the day, she would go to work at her business that she freaking loved, her dream business. She would go to every single day. 
Then she'd come home and take care of her newborn, who she loved more than life itself. And then every evening, she would sit with her father and have dinner. Now, in this situation, her father kept making her feel guilty, kept making her feel bad, kept saying to her, why are you spending all this time at work? You're neglecting your child. Really, really started to make her feel so feel badly about the fact that she wasn't paying attention to her child, even though she was fulfilling her own needs, her own purpose, and being super empathetic to the fact that her dad was alone every night, eating dinner. But she was feeling shittier and shittier about it. And so the first thing I said to him, okay, sit down with him and talk to about boundaries. She goes, I've already tried that, Lisa. I honestly can't. He just keeps saying to me, why am I wasting time at work? But this is what makes me me, Lisa. She kept saying, this is what brings me joy. This is what makes me a better mother. But I don't want to also let my dad down because he's all by himself. And so I asked the very obvious next question. Does he have a door key? And she looked a little confused at first. She was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, do you let him in or does he have a door key? She goes, no, I let him in. And I said, that's a choice. And she tried to cut me off and I said, look, I totally understand you don't like those choices. I get it, guys. There are going to be choices that we freaking hate so much that we will trick ourselves into believing it's not a choice. But she had a choice. She just chose not to look at it like that. And the choices were be a stay-at-home mom. Quit your job, quit your business. Choice number two is still do what you do and not let your dad in your house so that he starts to influence how you feel about yourself. But here's the other thing, no freaking judgment. If to you that isn't something you are interested in, if you're like, I will never ever tell my dad not to come over, I will never not let him in, amazing. Now you've made the choice. Now you can look back and say, This thing, all of this thing that I have chosen to do is leading me to this result. And so now you are put in this position where you have the choice. Does your empathy towards your father mean more to you than feeling like someone is quote unquote mistreating you or not being nice to you or whatever words you want to blanket? Now you actually have the the decision. You can just look at those situations and be honest about what is going to impact you as an individual the most, with no freaking judgment. Is it that you want to be empathetic? Is it that you don't want someone to cross your boundary? I actually don't necessarily think that they have to be one or the other. I absolutely can be completely empathetic to my father and at the same time, absolutely not let anyone cross my boundary that I set. There are ways to do both. But you have to decide that one is going to be more important than the other and then set the boundary in accordance. But to me, and again, no freaking judgment, but to me, the highest thing for me is to never, ever let anyone mistreat me or manipulate me. That is, I've decided my highest priority. So if that means I have to tell my dad not to come over, it doesn't change my empathy. That doesn't change how much I freaking care about him. But it doesn't affect how I act and how I show up for myself. Because guys, you should never, ever, ever, ever let anybody mistreat you or manipulate you. Period. What are some ways to de-escalate someone else when they are seeing red? And how do you not become swept away in their emotional state? Oh my God, this is so hard. And yet such a freaking powerful question because 
I would let myself do that all the time. I am an empath. I am um, very close to my husband. So I would notice if he was in a bad day or if he was annoyed that that would then rub off on me. And I realized that actually doesn't serve anyone. It doesn't serve him because now I'm actually just pouring fuel onto his annoyance or his fire. And it certainly doesn't help me because I've just taken myself from being in this like jolly mood to now I'm freaking pissed off. So getting swept up in someone else's emotions is definitely something to be aware that we can do. And I freaking love that now that you're aware of it and now asking the steps and not to do it. So I'm going to be honest with you. There's going to be moments where you can deescalate, that you can help the other person. And there's going to be moments where you just can't. And that is not your responsibility. You have to actually tell yourself that. You have to tell yourself, I'm going to come in. I'm going to freaking show up to be the best version of myself. And what I mean by that is, how do you want to, who do you actually want to be? Do you want to be like super calm and collective? Then that's what you're going to try and do. You're going to try and show up as the super calm, cool, collective person. But no matter what you do, we have to remove our own emotions with how the other person is. And that's what I had to do with Tom. It doesn't mean that I don't care about him. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to try and help him de-escalate. But ultimately, I started with the final result. And the final result is I'm not going to let him pull me in to whatever emotional um, turmoil, let's just say, he is experiencing right now. I just, I've made a mark. So now I've set that line. And now I go, how the hell do I do that? And then I work backwards. So now I know that someone else's response is on them. But what can I do to help it? So one of the keys, guys, is that sometimes, or very often, we end up emotionally matching someone. We may not even mean to, but we do. So being aware of that, like I just said, is so important that you know that you're, you cannot meet that person where they are. So that means, first and freaking foremost, you must control your own emotions. Before you can help de-escalate them, you have to figure out and know how the hell you yourself stay cool, calm, and collective in those situations when someone else is freaking out. So identify that first. So for me, I would go, okay, I know that my face starts getting warm. I know that I start um, like stuttering. I know that my mind starts spinning. I keep repeating almost the same phrase in my mind over and over and over again. So identifying all these different elements and knowing in certain situations when the shit hits the fan, when someone else is freaking screaming or whatever, what do I do internally when they're freaking out in front of me? What am I doing internally that I know I have to de-escalate myself first? Because remember, like I said, if I just go straight to high level, there's no way any of us are going to de-escalate. You just freaking feed each other like a hungry beast. So I go, okay, know how to control yourself first. So I've just laid out a couple of things that I do. I then also take deep breaths. You may not be in a situation. My first advice actually is always remove yourself from the situation if you're too hot-headed. But there are many times you can't do that. So what do I do? I take a deep breath and I exhale. I take a deep breath and I exhale. And then if it's my darling husband who is escalating, I literally will just stare at him and remind myself of all the things I love about him and remind myself of why I'm with him and remind myself of why I'm standing there interacting with him in the first place. Like all these things take you out emotionally of what is actually happening. So I'm actually trying to create this habit loop over and over and over again that I can keep coming back to that pulls me out of the emotion when someone's like screaming in my face. And those are the things I do. So step one, take deep breaths. Step two, repeat, repeat, repeat. What are I like this person? What do, what do they remind me of? Why am I even in this conversation in the first place? 
And then of course, reminding myself, stay calm, Lisa, stay calm, because um, hot-headedness, meeting hot-headedness never works. Right, so now let's say I've de-escalated and the person is raising and raising and raising. I'll go, what do I know about them? Now it's gonna be very different if it's a stranger. If a stranger is freaking the F out at you, to be honest, I would just stand there like this. What up guys? Now I'm gonna share something with you. I can sometimes have a tendency to overthink, question myself, and sometimes, or maybe very often, doubt the decisions I've made. And so my mind just starts spiraling round and around. Does that sound familiar? Well, let's face it, when it comes to hiring people on your team, the pressure to make the right choice, the right hire, and the right person is even bigger. The stakes are so freaking high, so you need to actually make sure that you have the right tools to help you find the right people so that your team can actually have clarity and work with utter confidence. And that's why, honestly, you've got to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, let me repeat that, a billion with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals that you can't find anywhere else. And their simple tools make it so easy for you to filter candidates that actually have the skills and experience you are looking for, which saves you time. It's the one thing you're never going to get back is time. So hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's exactly why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So guys, go check them out. LinkedIn jobs can actually help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So go and post your job for absolutely free, guys, at linkedin.com slash Lisa. Once again, guys, that's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. When you're working really hard to build the freaking amazing life and career that you want, it's sadly really easy to push your health needs to the back burner. And guys, listen, I totally get it because not all that long ago, that was me. I put everything into my business, everything into my goals and my family. And yep, I totally ignored my own health and wellness. And so I just learned the very hard way that putting your well-being first is actually the key to being a confident unfreaking stoppable badass in everything that you do. So my homie, put yourself first and get mentally and physically strong with Allo Moves, your go-to app for everything from meditation to yoga to strength training to hit and so much more. And I love how Allo Moves has such a wide variety of class types and levels to keep you motivated with whatever you need on your journey. No matter what your path is, it's time to make a move with Allo Moves. So right now, guys, you can go and get a free 30-day Allo Moves subscription by going to allomoves.com and use code WOI30. That's alloalomoves.com, code WOI30 in all caps. Allomoves.com, code WOI30, all caps. When you're out there trying to build and grow your business, but you have so much going on in other areas of your life, be it with your family or your romantic partner or your homies, whatever else you've got going on, you need to be using the best tools available to save time and actually see growth in your company this year, right? And that's why, guys, I really recommend that you go and check out Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell 
every stage of your business, whether you're just starting out, selling badass necklaces online, or scaling your high-end beauty products to physical stores. Shopify's got you covered, my homie, and their award-winning customer support is ready to help you at every step of your journey. Because let's face it, when you get stuck, you need help. Now, what I love about Shopify is that you can make the most of your time and sell more with less effort. Who doesn't love that? Now you actually have time for self-care, which, let's face it, is super freaking important. Now, with this built-in AI and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to take your business to the next level. It's actually no surprise, guys, that Shopify powers 10% of all, all e-commerce in the U.S., That's insane. So sign up for only $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash Lisa. Now grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Lisa. Look, I actually would because... And here's actually... In fact, I'm going to be completely honest with you. This is more like what I would do. I'm trying to pierce my lip. I'm like literally trying to squeeze them together so that no, no words come out because I can accidentally say things. That's my personality. So I remind myself, I do all these things ahead of time. I take these deep breaths. I like pierce my lips really tight closed. And then I just nod at the person because let me tell you, once someone's got everything out, there's nowhere for them to go. Now, I'm going to caveat this again. If someone is so disrespectful to me in that moment, I won't even bother de-escalating it. I always just think, Lisa, be the person you want to be. And I'd be, excuse me, please do not speak to me like that. I find that very rude. And I'd rather you didn't speak to me like that. And if they did again, I'd be like, okay, just so you know, um, I'm going to leave the room. Whatever, that was terrible. And so if they keep doing it and they don't pay attention, well, now I know. All right, I've set my boundary. They've crossed the boundary. No, thank you. This isn't someone, this isn't a relationship I want to be in. This isn't a conversation that I actually want to be a part of. So... Thank you so much for being open and honest. I'm actually just going to remove myself now because I don't appreciate your disrespect. Boom! Like, have the words, have the phrases, have the language. Stay calm, say them firmly. All of these things will help you in that situation. And now I'm going to come back to the actual question on how you did escalate someone, let's say, that you care when you see, um, when they are seeing red. If you know them, then I think it is important to do all the work prior. All the freaking work prior so that when you get to the situation, you're ready to handle it. So in situations where you actually do want to help this person de-escalate when you see them seeing red, then do all the work prior. Everything comes, to be honest guys, everything comes before and everything comes after. What happens actually in the moment is almost irrelevant. And the reason why I say that is everything prior, if it's someone you know, do all the work. What do you know about them? What do you know about them giving you advice? Like my sister, freaking love her more than life itself. And because I'm so close to her, when she's seeing red, I literally say, do you want me to listen or do you want advice? While she's seeing red, I'll actually say this. And the funny thing is it actually puts a little smile on her face, but she'll stop and she'll be like, I just need you to listen. Cool. Now I can actually let her go off. Now, if she's seeing red, I've actually just given her space, knowing what to do, how they, who they are, how to handle them. Then you have the event and then you do the post-mortem. Like you actually have to do the post-mortem and go, oh, what did work? Did that work? Nope. That just failed. And it becomes a rinse and repeat, guys, a rinse and repeat. One of my favorite thinking th- freaking things is the 80s movie Karate Kid, the wax off, wax on. 
You keep having to practice, practice, practice. Give up the idea that you're going to get this perfect. Give up the idea that you have the magic one that's going to make everybody else de-escalate when, they, when they're around you. It is not your responsibility, but you can try. And the trying is the wax on, wax off. And not to beat yourself up if you end up not succeeding, but to keep freaking practicing. And what ends up happening with practicing, guys? What ends up happening to Daniel-san in Karate Kid? They broke his ankle, and instead of staying on the floor, he'd waxed on so, waxed on so much, they ended up doing the freaking crane kick and winning the fight. Hopefully you see the point, that it becomes practice. It doesn't make a difference if you fall on your floor and break your ankle. It just matters if you've practiced enough to be able to get freaking back up and then move on. And that's the key. That is the key right there, to keep getting back up and moving on. How do I stop feeling guilty? Before I even do something where I need to assert myself, speak up, defend myself, or just want to say anything, I hesitate. Or worse, I won't say at all because I worry I might offend or hurt the other person. All right, I'm gonna answer it and you may hate my answer, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I actually still feel guilty about things. I honestly do. And the truth is, is that I've reframed it to be a way of showing me where I care. Here's the other point though is that you can't let it stop you. You can't let the guilt of something let it stop you from speaking up or being assertive or defending yourself. And that's where we, what we really, really do need to address. So first of all, like I said, the guilt is showing you very specifically what you're worried about. So instead of trying to stop it, instead of trying to stop the guilt, bring it in, make it your mate, put your, your arm over it, give it a cup of tea and then listen to what the guilt is actually telling you. Is it that you feel guilty because you keep letting your friend down and every time they ask you out, you keep saying no and it's that is the guilt. All right, well, identified you maybe not feel like a good friend anymore because you keep saying no to them. That's actually an important thing to address. Okay, I don't feel like a good friend. Well, now go with no judgment, am I a good friend? Because here's the great news, when you ask yourself the question, it just leaves you with the answer. And now it's your choice to go, okay, I am not a good friend and I want to be, so now I have the answer and I can adjust my behavior. But if you ask yourself a question and go, yeah, actually that person doesn't really mean that much to me. All right, but now that you've got your answer, you can move on without the freaking guilt. But assessing it instead of just pushing it away, honestly can be so freaking powerful if you let it. And that's the key guys, if you let it. All right, now onto the other part of speaking up, defending yourself, or just wanting to say something, or just wanting to say anything. You hesitate. Now, what do you hesitate? Because you even said, I don't want to make people feel badly about themselves. That's so sweet and so kind that I actually don't want to brush past that. Like, that's really, really sweet. So instead of beating yourself up, that's why I'm saying it. Instead of beating yourself up that, oh my God, I feel so guilty and I let people push me around and I don't speak up and I don't defend myself because I don't want to upset anyone and I'm so terrible. No, no, you care. No, no, you're sweet. No, no, you actually want to be, no, no, you actually want to be nice to people. Don't freaking dismiss that, homie. That's great. But now, is it in detriment to your own self-esteem? Is it in detriment to how you feel about yourself because you feel like you are not there for yourself? Okay, now the question is, what's more important, being there for yourself or not offending people? Now, I honestly ask that with no judgment. 
And that's the thing, guys. I'm not going to hear to BS you, but those are your choices. Do you let someone overstep their mark, do not defend yourself, in order to make other fee- people feel comfortable? Now, I'm guessing the fact that you answer, asked this question in the first place means that you are not okay with that which is brilliant, which is wonderful, because now you know I will no longer act this way because it is no longer serving me. Now you can stop dictating your actions based on how other people are going to perceive you or whether you've hurt them or upset them or not, because you've just decided. You've just had those two choices, remember? You've just decided that you feel more confident and want to show up more for yourself than you do wanting to make everyone happy. That's an important decision to make because it's going to get uncomfortable. None of this shit is easy, guys. None of this shit is easy. It's going to be freaking difficult. It's going to be heart-wrenching at times. You're going to fail. You're going to fall on your face. And that's something not to beat yourself up about. You have to go into it knowing I'm going to keep failing, but I'm going to get better as I go because I'm going to wax on and wax off. So now, now, You've made this decision that it's not going to be easy, that it's going to be painstaking, but it's going to be worth it. I just have to keep going. Now you've decided that, and now you've decided that you no longer are going to allow other people's feelings dictate, even though you care, you're no longer going to let them dictate what you say and how you show up. Amazing. Now you're on to that next step. It's all a stepping stone, guys. Don't feel bad. You're going to mess up on the first step. And then a year down the line, you're going to mess up on the third step. And that's okay. That's the point. You have to keep telling yourself it's okay. You're going to keep messing up. It's a rinse and repeat, refine and repeat. So now we've gotten to the point where you've made all these decisions. You've made it all with your eyes wide open in utter total clarity. You've made this decision that you will speak up. You will defend yourself. Great. And now... It comes to what will you say? How do you say it? What is your tone? Because I actually don't think that just because you defend yourself, just because you speak up, that other people are going to be insulted by it. Now you've made all these decisions and you still don't want to hurt someone's feelings, which is beautiful, remember? Now you're going to go, how can I actually not hurt their feelings? What are things that I can say in these situations? Like come up with like a little dictionary and have it in your pocket and maybe you practice over and over again that when someone says this, I will respond with this. When someone says this, I will respond with this. So let's say it's defending yourself. Like the perfect time is to say, I'm sorry, I do not appreciate that you saying that to me. That it's at, I wouldn't actually use the word personally, offended, because now it makes it personal and now it becomes... Um, I I feel like I've taken it personal and I feel like there's wiggle room for someone to try and persuade me that I shouldn't take it personally. That's actually the truth. So what I do is I say, I'm sorry, just right now, you actually have crossed the line for me. Maybe you didn't mean it and I can actually really appreciate that. But I just want to be open and honest with you that right now, this is actually, um, this is actually a little, I am perceiving this as a little rude. You may not mean it and that's okay. Right, there's what... That's just a little example of whatever situation you're going to be. That's the sort of language that you can use so that you go into it knowing that you're not meaning to offend them. But again, guys, it goes to an escalation process. I will be calm and I will be cool and I'll be collective and respectful. That's step one. But you better believe that if someone then comes in and overshadows me and tries to disrespect that, I've given myself permission to speak up, to elevate that, to up my tone, to use harder language. I've given myself permission. 
And I've done that all beforehand. So that in this situation, I go, okay, Lisa, you're coming into it. You love this person or you don't want to hurt them. You don't even have to love them, right? It could be like the, 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 coffee, store, uh, the coffee shop barista that you see every morning. It could be someone like that. But you go into it knowing that you care about them and that you want them to not get hurt. But yet at the same time, you're giving yourself permission to go, I'm going to come in with this, respect. But you know what? If they keep overstepping the mark, I've given myself permission to escalate it and use these words. And you better believe I've given myself permission to do this and permission, right? And now you go into it and say, and the reason why I say permission is because I don't like giving, beating myself up. I really don't. It doesn't make me feel good. So I say permission so that I have given myself the grace to go, I've said this and it didn't work. All right, I'll improve next time. That's what I mean by permission. Give yourself permission to be able to try and fail, to adjust accordingly, to escalate when you need to. Give yourself permission to do all of that. And then trust me, you'll be able to go into it feeling great, feeling like, oh my God, I came into this, trying not to hurt them, but it ended up, they overstepped the boundary and I had to escalate the situation. Now you don't feel badly, now you did it with your eyes wide open, now at least you can feel good about yourself. Because ultimately, guys, I'm just gonna say this, ultimately, this all comes down to how do you feel about yourself when you're laying at home by yourself in the dark at night trying to fall asleep? How do you feel? That's what it comes down to. Are you proud of yourself? Sure, you fucked up, but are you proud of yourself? Are you proud that you showed up? Are you proud that you watched this video and you came up with a little game plan and you turned up, but even though the game plan failed, be proud that you sat and tried. Be freaking proud that you gave it a shot and be proud that you're not gonna let that stop you next time because you're gonna come back with an, an even more improved plan. But be freaking proud because ultimately, whether you offend someone, whether they get hurt or not, whether you speak up or don't, like honestly, everything I'm talking about comes down to this fundamental fact. How do you feel about yourself? Because guys, even when I fuck up, even when I fuck royally, like literally at night, I actually say to myself, but I gave it a shot. I tried, I went in with the most amazing, authentic intentions and I completely failed and fell smack on my face, but I gave it a shot. And you know what, Lisa? Next time, you're gonna try and do better. And that, guys, that, my friends, I can be freaking proud of. No one else can touch. No failures, no amount of anything that I'm saying, even with all this advice, no matter how much you try and it doesn't work and it fails and you have to get back up and you have to adjust, all of that ultimately comes down to the fundamental fact of how do you feel about yourself? And if you can say that you're freaking proud, then no one can freaking touch you. And guys, that's a brush your shoulder off moment. Any tips for catching your negative emotions in the moment in order to respond rather than to react? Know thyself. It's that easy, guys. Well, it's actually not that easy at all. You have to figure out how to ever freaking know yourself. But when it comes down to the idea, it is that easy. Know thyself. Know what the negative emotions are and replay.
know what are the things about you that create the negative emotions in the first place. You have to know what are going to be those things, what are going to be those triggers. Because let me freaking tell you, yours is never going to be the same as mine. Or maybe we've got some overlapping, but the chances are they're not. So you have to know yourself so well. You have to know what those things are for you. Because you cannot effectively come up with a game plan on how to react until you actually know what those things are. And here's a perfect example. I didn't even realize I was doing it. And most of the time, we actually don't even realize it in, within ourselves. But Tom was the one, my husband of you know 19 years, was the one that pointed out to me that when I get very emotional or when I get anxious, I clean. I didn't even know, guys. I had no idea. I was like 25 or 26 at the time. So 26 of my, living with myself. I didn't even realize that every time I feel anxious, every time some negative emotion comes rushing in, I do the dishes, I clean, I start. I didn't even know. Now, the amazing thing is once he pointed it out to me, then I could actually figure out the behaviors that I was doing before I actually registered that I was having this emotional response. Do you ever feel like that? Where literally one moment you're like, I was fine. And the next thing I know, I'm having this huge argument with someone and all these negative emotions were coming through and I have no idea how I got there. Okay, well that's actually something to acknowledge. You have no idea how you got there, but don't think that that's the end game. You can figure out how you got there. Trace it back, play the whole story backwards and figure out what was that moment? What was the moment that you were having this really like negative emotion that then had this response for you to react in the way that you didn't want to react? Know your triggers, know thyself. Then you're able to put in an action freaking plan so that you don't react but rather respond. Working to be confident and freaking badass can be very difficult. Now, I get it, guys. I get it. Kicking ass and taking names takes energy. But when it comes to micronutrients, you're like, wait, how much vitamin B do I need? It can be a daily freaking struggle to figure out and meet that perfect nutrition balance that you need to feel strong, focused and energize which of course are all the things you need to become a freaking confident badass so it's time to arm your body with every nutrient it absolutely deserves with ag1 now if you're a long-time listener you might know that i've actually been supporting ag1 for many years now and that's because ag1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization stress management and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. So if you want to take ownership of your life, that actually means you have to take ownership over your health. And it all starts, guys, with AG1. So guys, go and try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go now to drinkag1.com slash Lisa. That's drinkag1.com slash Lisa. Go check it out. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What up, my homie? First, I just want to actually thank you. Like, from the bottom of my heart, sincerely, absolutely thank you for your support 
your support for me, your support for the show Women of Impact. Like, you have no actual idea how much this really means to me when I had that original vision of what I wanted to do and no one was listening. So thank you. Thank you for being here and actually supporting other women along this journey. And I'm going to be honest, if you actually want to level up your confidence game, my homie, then check out Women of Impact's subscription channel. It's specifically designed to help you in every aspect that you're looking for. Now, here's what you get. You get new episodes delivered ad-free. You get exclusive access to listen to Women of Impact roundtable discussions, weekly motivation, previously unreleased episodes, and that's just the beginning. Subscriber only access to an additional four podcasts with hundreds of archived Women of Impact episodes meticulously, meticulously curated into theme playlists and updated weekly so that you get the dose that you need. So if you're looking to boost your confidence, then go and check out the Get Confidence playlist. If you want to repair, heal or start a relationship, then go check out Love Lab. And if you're wondering how you get your health back on track so that you can keep showing up to have the confidence that you're looking for, then go check out Health Hub. And of course, this wouldn't be complete without my weekly boost of mini motivations from moi. That's right, it'll have you strutting down the street with your head held high, feeling like a freaking badass. And guess what the playlist is called? the badass boost of course so guys don't settle for mediocrity when you can absolutely be extraordinary so guys subscribe to women of impact channel today on apple Podcasts or supercast but no matter where you're listening guys whether it's apple podcast spotify amazon music or any other platform make sure you're following so you don't miss out on other episodes and don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on this episode our incredible sponsors and upcoming events